The Daily Ding is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know NBA ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. My favorite feature, you can get tickets in two taps. A two-tap checkout. That's efficiency. That's how you're supposed to do it in the NBA. Two taps gets you tickets, gets you checked out, and you're ready to go to the game every single time. So head to the App Store or Google Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. Oh my goodness gracious! That's a my goodness gracious! Former Pell Sheftiano on the receiving end. I I cannot see that. I cannot unsee that. I cannot unsee that. Reverse flush and <laughs> ain't that a smooth one. This all goes when I hope I have no friends. Oh, Tyler knows that should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his last. How dare you? Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Friday morning. We've got all your action from another Thursday night in the NBA. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Trevon Edwards, Rob Lopez, cleaning up the Tims for winter. You go shop for Tims. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, Mello is guaranteed. We have five minutes with Andy Kamenetsky and Davis Bertans can't feel his face. But first, Trey, the Raptors can't win at home all of a sudden. They dropped their second straight home game, this time to the Rockets. Rockets 119, Raptors 109 in Toronto. Fantastic road win for the Rockets. Uh, Daniel House got him going early. He had 14 points in the first quarter, uh, really, really shooting the ball well for them. P.J. Tucker was a bully. Uh, He was just killing them on the boards. James Harden, very quiet. We've seen this defense from the Raptors before. They wanted the ball out of Kawhi Leonard's hands when they faced him earlier this year. They did the same thing with James Harden, and he was very patient picked his spots, found other ways to contribute in this game, played great defense, Trey. And this is just, this is the kind of win that makes you feel a lot better about watching the Rockets because it wasn't just, oh, James is going to do everything and hopefully it's enough to win. It was an actual team game. Yeah, I mean, kudos to the Raptors' defense on Harden. Uh, Man, the Raptors clawed back in the second half, you know, a 33-point third quarter, 21-point fourth quarter, but not enough. You know, despite Harden's, you know, rough night, I mean, he still found a way to, you know, end up with 20-plus points. He had 23. It was a shooting of uh, Backlamore. You know, P.J. Tucker was good. Daniel House, Austin Rivers all contributed, you know what I mean, from the outside. Uh, The Rockets shot 22 for 55. They took 55 three-pointers as a team uh, and continued to make big shots when it counted. Yeah, and just and they killed them on the boards, right? Like the offensive rebounds. It was just it was a lot of it was a lot of long rebounds on these missed jumpers by the Rockets, and they were just out hustling the Raptors to these loose balls into into the long rebounds. They had twenty offensive rebounds, nine for Clint Capella, five for Westbrook. Uh, as we mentioned, PJ Tucker was great. Ben McLemore, twenty eight points, eight of seventeen from downtown. PJ Tucker had eighteen points, five of ten from downtown. And, and for the Raptors, you know. Tough game because they're they're on a back to back. They played, uh, you know, they played Miami, and 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 so I think if you're if you're looking at this Raptors team, it's a valiant effort, right? Like Pascal Siakam was good, twenty four points. He didn't shoot great. He was nine to twenty two, but but he was a good focal point. Fred Van Vliet had twenty points. Kyle Lowry had nineteen and eight. Um, but this Rockets team was just 
was just better. I don't think it's bad for the uh, it's a bad loss for the Raptors by any means, but it, it does show a little bit of the of the limitations. If they don't have great bench play, um, they are limited. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it gives, you know, like I said, not to throw an, uh, a knock at Gasol or Ibaka. Um, but these these games are kind of out of pace, you know. Normally, yeah. like they like to go half court, and you know, this game could have either went out of hand. But the Rockets, how the style of play lets you back in the game because they just search and hunt and hunt after three pointers. And a lot of the times, where in that third quarter where the Raptors made their runs is when the Rockets were missing a lot of shots. And you know, when it got really close, they pushed the lead back up to ten. You know, what I mean, after making three straight threes, so. You know, it's it's a it's a rough t- it's a rough style of game. It's you know the, the Rockets are always going to try to outscore you. And it's never going to be pretty, um, and sometimes they have large victories, and sometimes they have to claw themselves out. So um, this was one of those type of nights. You know, it wasn't like the Raptors uh, didn't show effort, but you know most of the most of the open looks from the Rockets were uh, open because they swung the basketball, and then there was a lot of tip outs and just quick passes for the guys to knock down the shots. Yeah, absolutely. James Harden finished with 23 points, seven rebounds, three assists, five steals. Uh, and again, played really good defense in this game. Had a couple of key steals, a couple of key deflections in that fourth quarter when the Raptors were trying to move the ball. Uh, Austin Rivers didn't have a didn't have a great game from the statistical standpoint, but he hit big shots in this game. Some big three pointers uh, in the second half. Uh, as for the Rockets, they were they were sloppy. They did have 22 turnovers on the night, but they were trying to make the extra pass a lot in this game. Uh All right, this is going to sound negative, Trey, but Russell Westbrook, he has a triple-double, 19 points, 13 rebounds, 11 assists, but he also had eight turnovers. He was 7 of 27 from from the field. Uh, It just feels to me like he's rushing every opportunity he gets. I mean, right now, Zach, I'm going to just be honest. I am a Russell Westbrook stand, but it is not pretty. Tonight, you could tell. Normally, you look at the box score, you're like, okay, 7-22 NBA player night, not his night. You could tell that it was 22 shots missed. Like, I mean, attempted, but also, like, not that he just didn't shoot well, and he hasn't been shooting yeah. well in the half court. Like, if it's not finding guys, Russell Westbrook is really bad right now. And you look at the box score, and you say, well, he had a triple-double. You know, he had 19, he had 13 and 11, but... I mean, the best the, the his value right now is offensive rebounds and finding those the uh, three point shooters. But as far as trying, if he's not getting to the basket, taking those hard twos and those those rush threes, it's going to hurt in the playoffs. Yeah, it, it is. It's going to be it's going to be tough if he can't figure that out because they do need him to be uh, a safety valve for James Harden, especially when that double team comes. But overall, great win for the Rockets. Big road win. Ever wonder how to get the hottest kicks on the market, the ones that barely hit the shelves? The answer is StockX, a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, handbags, whatever you want. It's what all the experts have been using for a long time. All the hype beasts, that's how they get all their stuff. You can get it right now. Millions are already using StockX to find everything after it sells out from the latest Yeezys, Retro Jordans, hottest streetwear from brands like Supreme, Bape, Palace, Kit, all the good ones. Me personally, I've got my eye on some Confetti Kyrie 4s and oh my God, the price 
You can track it the whole time. You know what's going up. You know what's going down. When it goes down, you throw in your offer. You go and get it. Couldn't be easier to use. And the great thing about them, you know everything's authentic. They ensure authenticity. Every item bought or sold on StockX is carefully inspected by hand to ensure it's 100% legit. Their experts go above and beyond to make sure you never get burned by fakes. Absolutely never. They've removed all the risks from buying and selling online. Now you can get the hottest, hardest to find kicks without having to deal with a random random buyer or seller ever again. Don't ever go to Craigslist ever again for these kicks. Want to get in on the hype? Check out stockx.com slash bball for a surprise offer. Trust me, that offer is really good, but you got to go to stockx.com slash bball for a surprise offer that won't be around too long. That's stockx.com slash bball. Check it out today. Other big game of the night, Trey, Wizards, 119, Sixers, 113 in the nation's capital. No Josh Richardson for the fourth straight game. Uh, Sixers could have used him in this one because they just could not find the defense they needed on the road. It's been an issue for them all season long uh, when they're on the road. Joel Embiid. Dominant early in this one. He had 17 and 10 in the first half alone, finished with 26 points, 21 rebounds, uh, 7 of 12 from the field, 11 of 14 from the free throw line, but he did have eight turnovers. Tobias Harris helped him out 33 points, led the Sixers in scoring, uh, but he was 13 and 28 from the field, seven rebounds, three assists, Ben Simmons, 17 points, 10 assists, but seven turnovers. Again, turnovers, 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 Trey, 21 turnovers for the Sixers in this this one. Uh, They're one of the worst in the league at turning the ball over. And for the Wizards, no Isaiah Thomas, no Thomas Bryant. Uh, Davis Bertans went nuts in the first half. He had 22 points in the first half, eight of eight from the field, six of six from, from deep ish. Smith had a great game with 19 and eight. Rui Hachimura had a great game with 27 points. This wizards team didn't rely on Bradley Beal, and They went out and beat a good Sixers team. Well, it, the box score is deceptive. Uh, the Sixers played Bill almost in a box and one and yeah. threw a lot of doubles at him. So they made other guys, you know, be effective. And Rui took advantage of it. Him and Embiid were going at it early. Obviously, you mentioned Embiid had a uh, double-double early and late in the second half. I mean, the second quarter. And then Rui, you know, had 19 points in the first half. Um, but flamethrower Bertans off the bench, man. He has Ooh. been great. I'm interested to see what Washington does around the trade deadline. Uh, and then also Ish Smith being a, a pro that he is stepping in for the uh, injured Isaiah Thomas and contributing to 19 and eight. Uh, I don't think he had a turnover tonight uh, and just continued to do what he does best. And then other guys just contributed as well. Uh, Jan Milhimi made his debut tonight. He had been out all year. And then Bradley Bill still, you know, had a key play to seal the victory um, to secure his 10th rebound as well. Uh, where it was a long miss. It nearly went half court. He chases the ball down. He grit, gets it, you know, forced them to foul. Um, and that kind of solidified the game. But I like the direction that the Wizards uh, are going. You know what I mean? I would say that, you know, they, they have tons of young guys that can contribute, um, continue to trust Rui. And then also, you know, um, they look different. The ball moved. It didn't stick too much. Yeah. Um, you know, with Isaiah Thomas and, and Brian out. So it's interesting to see what, you know, what Scotty Brooks decides to do, you know what I mean, moving forward, because this is a different ball game when those two are out. Um, but it's a big victory for the Wizards and a bad loss for the Sixers. Yeah, on the Sixers end of it, Trey, like they just can't seem to get it on the, on, on the road this year. Um, they're under 500 on the road. They're five and seven. They haven't looked good. The defense hasn't been good on the road. 
What do you think that is for them? Because they are dominant at home and they're just not able to get on the road. Is it just effort? It's just effort. effort? It's just effort. Cause you know, it was a couple of lazy plays from MB down the line. You're looking, you're just like, you could have got that or, you know what I mean? Like, or, yeah. you know, you, you halfway, you bluff with a guy and a guy end up, you know, scoring on that. And it's just like, it's not consistent. He's not playing, you know what I mean? A, uh, a high 30 to 40 minute basketball game, you know what I mean? Contributing, you know what I mean? He's, he's re- kind of reminds me of Drummond when Drummond would get those, you know, those early double doubles. And then it's like, I got my stats now. What, you know what I mean? Cause they're not that good yet for them to kind of coast and then claw back and get the late victory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they, and they just, the offense just, man, it's, um, it's just so constipated. Really, like it, it just is like it's it. It just cannot. They can't keep the ball moving. They can't keep the ball flowing. And that's supposed to be kind of the 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 plus of having Ben Simmons to keep that ball moving. It just that's a that's another place where the ball just kind of sticks quite a bit. Uh, Howell Neto had 11 off the bench for the Sixers. Bradley Beal finished with 26 points, 10 rebounds, as Trey mentioned. Four assists was just seven of 24 from the field. But another big scoring night from the Wizards. One of the best offenses in the league and uh, one of the better stories in the Eastern Conference so far this season. All right, Trey, not a ton of news that's needed for Friday, but the big news out of Thursday for Friday was the Portland Trailblazers early of that January date to guarantee Carmelo Anthony's contract just went and fully guaranteed it today. According to multiple reports, Uh, he's been he's been a lot better than people expected. He's been able to prove himself. He's been fitting in with Dame Lillard, with CJ McCollum when those. Uh, guys aren't in the game. He's able to kind of carry them for a couple minutes here and there. He's been uh, yelling at Hassan to get out of there on on rebounds. You know, he's doing the whole mellow thing, and it's been a great story so far. It's been a nice little resurrection uh, for his career, and it's cool to see that the uh, Blazers just went ahead and fully guaranteed that. Uh, since we don't have a lot of news, we do have a few good minutes with an expert, Andy Kamenetsky of ESPN 710 LA and of The Athletic, covers the Lakers, covers uh, LA basketball here. Uh, for the athletic came on to talk about the Lakers success so far this season, upcoming matchups. And of course, Alex Caruso, or as we call it, Caruso sanity. All right, let's do five minutes with an expert. We've got Andy Kamenetsky of the Kamenetsky brothers of the athletic LA joining us covers the Lakers does a fantastic job. Uh, Andy, thanks for joining. Um, I guess first and foremost, I wrote something on the, on the schedule truthers, for today on the athletic or for Thursday on the athletic, I should say. And, um, and it feels like the Lakers scrutiny or the scrutiny of the Lakers and their easy schedule so far could actually be spread to like five or six of the best teams in the league. So why, why is it the Lakers? Is it just cause they're annoying? Well, I, I mean, never overlook just how annoying they, or really their fans can be. Right. But I think with the Lakers in particular, cause I read your piece and I, I enjoyed it. It was good. Thank you. But, uh, like, the difference between, say, the Sixers or the Raptors or the Celtics or these other teams that you cited, are we, there's a template with all of them. Like, you can have an idea of who they are, even if you watch them beat the crap out of bad teams. The Lakers, though, are a new thing. So I think in some ways they're still proving themselves to a lot of people who are skeptics about them or just don't want the Lakers to be good. And they're looking for anything that they can use downplay it. Having said that though, because I, I wrote a piece a few days ago after the Sunday loss to Dallas about how there has been some slippage, you know, like maybe there, there had been like the last five or six games. And then if you really take a look at their schedule, 
beyond the fact that they hadn't played a lot of good teams, you know, their actual wins, you know, the Utah team, they, the Utah win, they didn't have Bogdanovich. They were playing Miami without Justice Winslow. Like you could find things to look at and say, okay, we haven't seen a lot. Doesn't mean that the eye test isn't real. The Lakers are clearly a great team, but I get where some of the people were coming from, even if some of it was just being petty. So they they lose to Dallas, right? They're the first tough opponent in like 10 games. They lose to Dallas at home yeah. and then come through and just shut down the Nuggets, which actually has not been that hard this year in terms of their offense, but at least like they went up against a great, the best defense in the league at the time and scored more than enough points to, to win that game. And then the next night, come through and just obliterate Utah. So obviously they're trying to win games anyway, but do you feel like they felt some of this criticism? They heard some of this criticism and, and just wanted to flex their muscles a little bit. Um, I think it's a combination of they've, they've heard it, you know, been around these guys long enough to know, or any NBA, just professional athletes. They, they look for anything that could be considered a slight to use as motivation, but they did all say after the Dallas game, like, you know, we, we haven't been playing as well lately we've had some bad habits. And if we don't take care of those now, if we don't address those and get ourselves in order, like we're going to, we're entering a tougher part of the schedule. We're going to start dropping games. If we don't start playing back at the level we were at the beginning of the year, where we weren't letting a lot of things slide. So even though I think these guys don't think of themselves as, you know, a product of their schedule, I think they recognize that their schedule is going to get harder and if they don't get it together, they could pay the price in some games. Okay, so now that they've been able to kind of realize the the gravity of this of this next run through December, where they have so many games on the on the road, um, LeBron playing at just an unreal level. Anthony Davis is playing at an unreal level, even though he's he's got the flu apparently or the plague or something. I don't know what he has, but he has something bad, <laughs> uh, something heroic that he's that he's charging through. So after that, who's the best player on this team? Who's the best player or, or who's the playing the best on this team outside of those? two? You know, it's interesting, man. I think a lot of it is just like, in ter- what are your expectations and what is needed from a player versus what they're giving you? Like you can make an argument that Dwight Howard's been the third best Laker, but that is in part, I think, because you're still adjusting the idea of Dwight giving you way more than anybody thought. I mean, there were, there was questions about whether Dwight would attitude his way off the team. You know, right. Alex Caruso played well the last couple months of the season last year, but it was a small sample size. And, you know, his shots aren't dropping, but he's been phenomenal defensively. And, you know, every every time he comes in, you know, there there's this spark of energy or he finds ways to make things happen defensively. He's a fourth quarter staple now. Like, other than, I think it's LeBron, He as far as guys who played regularly in the fourth quarter, Caruso averages the most minutes. So like, you know, he went from a guy trying to carve out an NBA career to one of the more important players on this team. So, I mean, the, like that third player might be TBD for the time being. And I think eventually you, you need a, a bit more of a hierarchy. But for now that it's an open question just speaks to how a lot of guys have played pretty well. Well, so I'm glad Friday night they they're in Portland for this uh, this LeBron Mello reunion. Right. And so yeah. my question is with two of the biggest stars over the last decade, will Bleacher Report, will ESPN, will all these teams, will all these, you know, these, these social media teams continue to pump up Alex Caruso and ruin the ratings despite all the star power elsewhere on the floor? Well, I, I he's he's ruining the league. Well, you, you said two of the big stars. Who's the other one with Caruso? <laughs> like, it's, it's Caruso and are you talking about LeBron or Mello or AD? Like, 
Who specifically are you talking about? Let me ask Dane? you, because we, we had this we had this confusion on media day. Does Caruso still not understand why he's popular with Lakers fans? <laughs> oh, I'm I'm fairly certain he knows exactly <laughs> why he's popular. Look, we, I wrote a piece last year with Caruso. This is before he got his contract uh, for the Athletic. I, and, I, and I really mean this. This was not me clowning on Caruso for people who've never seen me before. I suffer from some of the same hair issues that Caruso is currently struggling with. I think Caruso really, I think he was actually being held back in terms of career trajectory by not looking the part. Like, yeah. I think it was harder for people around the league to take Caruso seriously because he looks like a really tall Kinko's employee. Like, it's difficult to look at that guy and think of him playing meaningful minutes on a really good basketball team. So, I mean, yes, fans, it's easy for fans to root for Caruso because they all see a bit of themselves in Alex Caruso. And by the way, goes even beyond race. You know, it's like post-racial and post-everything. It's just guy doesn't look like he should be on an NBA floor somehow doing it. That's something fans are going to eat up. And it's a great story. I mean, he's somebody who's had to do two G League years, two-way contracts, and he's really worked hard to get to this place. But I mean, you remember last year, like when the Lakers were playing out the string, and pretty much there was a period where pretty much everybody who mattered was hurt, but LeBron and LeBron playing some of these minutes with Caruso, you could tell he liked it. Like Caruso was giving him a burst of energy and like, you know, giving him something fun to play with. So yeah, I mean, can the, can the Caruso celebration at times maybe be a little overwrought? Sure. But he he's fun to root for while also ironic to root for. Like he gives you everything. Check him out on ESPN LA 710. And of course, read him on The Athletic. Andy Kamenetsky, thanks so much. And uh, let's hope for more crew sanity tonight. <laughs> oh, there's going to be crew sanity tonight. It's every night. Can't avoid it. All right, Trey, just two more games on the night. Uh, this one, not really much of a game. Denver Nuggets, 129. Knicks, 92 in New York. Denver came in and shot the lights out in the first half. 11 of 18 from three-point range. He had 22 assisted field goals in the first half. In the first half, the Knicks just had 16 makes, period. Jamal Murray had 11 points uh, in the first half. Uh, Malik Beasley knocked down three threes in the first half for 11 points. Uh, They each finished with 14. Nikola Jokic, still not great, but good enough. Six points, 10 rebounds, eight assists, no turnovers. Didn't really establish himself, but didn't need to because it's the Knicks. Jeremy Grant had 16 points. Will Barton had 17 points for the Knicks. Mitchell Robinson had 17 and seven off the bench. Currently on an eight game losing streak, courtesy of uh, Mike Borkanoff, who covers the Knicks for the athletic. It's a bad one at Philly. They blew a 17 point lead uh, against the Spurs. They were down 28, lost by seven, two point loss to the Nets. 28-point loss to the Raptors, blew a 16-point lead against Philly, 18-4 Celtics run in the fourth, closed them out against Boston. At Milwaukee, they lost by 44, and then a 37-point loss tonight uh, with the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Trey, do we expect David Fisdale to be employed uh, much longer? Because also of note, I believe Ian Begley noted this um, during the game, is that uh, James Dolan, uh, Steve Mills, and I believe Scott Perry did not uh, finish the game in their seats during this one because they just didn't want to watch the end of this. Do we think David Fisdale uh, sticks on much longer? Uh, no, I think this is his last, his last go round. Um, just, I mean, at this point, I think he's just out of touch uh, with the roster. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I've seen fans complaining about Alonzo Trier not playing, but you know, obviously 
Lonzo Trier is a liability on defense, but you know, just him shuffling the roster and just being so inconsistent, this team is just not good. And, and it just doesn't start with him. Cause I mean, that's a tough job to handle. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's a circus right now in the Knicks organization, you know, just loading up on and overpaying these vets. Um, and, and that high expectations right now is just the laughing stock of the league. Um, while I was watching this game, they were down 36 at one point and they're just kind of like, you know, is this like, you know, even when they claw and even when they, they are have close games, they find a way to lose them. So, um, it's an unfortunate situation, but I don't, I don't think fire Fisdale is going to make this situation any better, which will kind of put, you know, the assistant coaches in the driver's seat. And I don't think any crazy changes, you know, it's always funny when a guy gets fired and the interim steps in and they end up winning the game and it's making it seem like the head coach was a scapegoat. Yeah, right. Um, and then they continue to be bad. So I don't think whoever comes in, you know, they're not going to have a midseason hire to change the culture. It's they're just going to be bad. And they should just focus on possibly landing something in the draft or, you know, trying to dump some of these contracts that they shelled out to some of these guys. Yeah, I think they'll be active at the trade deadline just trying to get rid of even someone like Marcus Morris. Uh, other game tonight was a good one. Suns 139, Pelicans 132 in overtime. No Derek Favors, personal reasons. Uh, Devin Booker in regulation missed an incredible look with the score tied about 20 seconds left. Uh, that would have won the game. They go into overtime uh, after blowing an eight-point lead. They were up eight with 237 left in the game. J.J. Redick made some free throws. Lonzo Ball hit a three. Brandon Ingram got to the line. But in overtime, Ricky Rubio controlled the entire period, scoring, passing, gave him a calm presence. Um, and Devin Booker in this game, another huge monster performance, 42 points, nine assists, eight rebounds in the game, 13 of 24 from the field, had 21 of his points in the third quarter. Ricky Rubio finished with 13 points on 15 shots, 15 assists, six rebounds, four steals. Kelly Oubre, 14 points, 14 rebounds, had four blocks and three steals, had a huge chase down block of what would have been Alonzo Ball Duncan. Overtime, 18 points off the bench for rookie Cam Johnson. Uh, zero defense played in the first half of this game and took a while to pick up. Dario Sarge fell on Brandon Ingram at one point Ingram had to leave the game get stitches uh, when he banged his head did return to the game finished with 21 points on 10 shots 26 for JJ Redick 23 for Drew Holiday Lonzo had 20 points 11 assists but the Pelicans sloppy with 23 turnovers in this game Trey the Suns really needed this one they've been kind of skidding a little bit as of late but go out there get a nice win in New Orleans and Devin Booker was just cooking them yeah I mean as of right now you know the Suns started off the season red hot um, but the injury bug finally hit them. You know, they had a tough first 10, a tough first sec, uh, last 10. Uh, and now they're on the road. They got their last two of three. They head to Houston on Saturday. Um, Devin Booker had a great third quarter, finished the game with 44. Ricky Rubio dished off 15 assists. You know, as his team gets these type of wins, you know, it definitely was a winnable game in Orlando, but ended up dropping it because Orlando was just shooting the lights out. And then also Aaron Gordon was just a tough, a, a, a tough guy um, that night. Um, but they're, they're prepping. They're still figuring things out. Coach Monty Williams is getting these, getting these guys, you know, the rotation. Some guys are in, some guys are out and it was good for them to secure a win without Aaron Baines because Aaron Baines is so vital to their success. Uh, and they're also going to get um, DeAndre Aiden back soon. So, 
that should be interesting to see um, to keep a close eye and see if this Phoenix Suns team is for real. Good correction there. I had uh, forgotten those last two points from uh, Devin Booker. He did finish with 44. Let's go to line of the night. Devin Booker, 44 points, nine assists, eight rebounds. Ben McLemore, 28 points, hit eight threes in the game. Davis Bertans had 25 points off the bench. He had seven threes. Joel Embiid, 26 and 21. Who gets your uh, line of the night, Trey? Uh, I'm going to go with D-Book. Yeah, he was killer in this one. Uh, I'm going to go to Ben McLemore. You know, 28 points, had a big game. He's been really good for the Rockets this year. He's still waiting for that challenge from Kobe Bryant on Twitter. But, you know, Devin Booker gets it from you. Ben McLemore gets it from me. And that's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other podcasts across the Athletic Podcast Network. Back to back. No dunks, tampering, House of Strauss, all the team shows with your favorite Athletic Beat writers. You can follow any and all of those shows on the app to get notifications for new episodes. Thanks for waking up with us. Enjoy the weekend be safe get that holiday shopping done and trey hit me with that sign off ding ding